tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here, because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crap. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Good morning, everybody. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time talking about collectibles, the world of collectibles. <laughs> Talking about things that'll be in the Huggins and Scott auction. Bidding begins next Friday, July 26th. Talking about things people bring into Triple Crown in Naperville. Some of those I send to Huggins and Scott. And then also you can tweet a picture of an item. T Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. And I do follow any listener back. If I know you're a listener, I will follow you back. So if you're following me on Twitter and I'm not, just send me a you know. Tweet to my attention, and I'll follow you back, because I want to make sure I follow every listener back on Twitter. But you can send a picture of an item. People have been bringing in all kinds of cool stuff. Tweet me pictures of items, and we're going to talk about all these items as the show goes on. And if you want to give us a call, the number is 312-332-3776. So, for instance, I tweeted a picture of this. A a gentleman brought in. It's a big... uh, cardboard a hard card stock cardboard broadside piece Sonny Liston versus Cassius Clay for their February 25th 1964 fight now apparently uh, shortly after this I guess Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali so this will be one of the last things that has Cassius, Cassius Clay, Clay on it. Yep. And now we there's been a couple of these that were they were telling you that the fight was in Florida that have sold one sold in in better shape than this one that came in but recently for $14,700. Sweet. Now the one that um Matt brought in it was actually advertising to see the fight at the Palace Theater in Peoria, Illinois. So I look up the Palace Theater. It opened January 6, 1921. At one time, one of the best-known theaters in downtown Peoria. It closed in 1980 and was torn down to make way for their, I guess, they have a Twin Towers place development down there. Well, yesterday gentleman was in uh, a new customer at triple crown i was talking to him he was talking about maybe getting into things i asked him where he lived he said in peoria <laughs> and i was like oh really i'm gonna talk a little bit about this palace theater on the show tomorrow are you familiar with that he goes oh yeah it was a it was beautiful in its heyday uh all big names there all the time I asked him how it compared to, like, the Paramount Theater in Aurora, which is a real nice theater. He said it was bigger. This one probably seated 1,200 people, and it really cool thing. 
And he said, he, I think he put in sprinkler systems or something. <laughs> so he had to go into this place, and they had a sprinkler system down in their basement. He said he was walking down this. He said it was really creepy, like this dark <laughs> hallway with doors on either sides. But they had these broadsides up on the walls of, like, Bill, how about this? Like, Burns and Allen and some of the old vaudeville people that were how can you imagine what some of those things might have sold for you know he goes I, I probably could have had one of those if I had wanted to but at that time you know it, we said it was in the 70s you know nobody really would think that much all of that it. history all but, that yeah, entertainment yeah but so, that, those actually Tom were, would have been on site because as opposed to this clay listed thing which was a simulcast I guess the Burns and Allen appeared at this Peoria yeah, Theater. I think so. Yeah. They they must have all those people that were there. And he said there were these big like uh, oh like chests on, like on the floor. Who knows what kind? <laughs> think of all the original memorabilia and yep. stuff that would have been in some of those. So anyway, that was kind of interesting. It's like that here was a guy from Peoria that was in that, and he had been in this place. So that's it sounded great. like a pretty cool place. But that's I always get excited about stuff like that. I like when you can dig into the background yep. of things yeah, a little absolutely. bit. The stories behind it yeah. all, the different yeah, actors. It makes and... it just it makes it cool. And originally, when I saw this thing, and I saw. I looked up when he called and said he was bringing it in, and I said, oh, I hope it's like yellow background. I tweeted a picture of it, by the way. I think uh, T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID, July 16th. And I didn't notice the difference right away that it was this was from the Palace Theater in Peoria. I saw the other one. The colors were just the same of the one that was in Florida. So it'll be interesting anyway, Bill, to see how this does in auction because, I mean, there's probably less of them around, I would think. But there's also, will there be as much of a demand? I would think Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali collectors would want this for sure. It, they, it'll be really interesting to see how that does in the October auction, though. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, I don't remember seeing one of those. And it's, is it like two feet by three feet? Or? Yeah, roughly. It was a little, I think it was 20... 21 by like 30 something yeah so roughly that size and it was on a real heavy card stock like real heavy i bet you i bet you it, it hung in the theater you know are, at there the holes, time. are there holes in the corners well it's creased up there's a divot on the one side but it's but the actual picture of it I mean, it's clear as day. The color's good and everything. I don't think there's holes, actually. No, I don't no know holes. If it was, I'm looking at it right now. This is very you cool. You know, what he when he brought it in, it was in a frame. So maybe it was in a frame on the wall wherever it was, or I don't know. But it, it definitely has some, uh, it, it definitely has wear on it compared to the other ones. But, you know, maybe it's the only one. So we'll see what it does. It'll be interesting. I love stuff like yeah, that, for though. for sure. <laughs> and then, Bill, your the bidding begins now on July 26th in the Huggins and Scott auction. So here we'll be talking about some of these items, like for instance that Joe Jackson, Joe Jackson, 1915 Cracker Jack card number 103 PSA one bidding starts July 26th, twelve hundred dollar minimum bid. There's a Pete Rose 1965 Tops card number 207, PSA 9, $1,500 minimum bid. That must be a tough PSA 9 for 65 Tops. Yeah. 
And then uh, this is kind of interesting from uh, George Bell, not the George Bell that <laughs> played with the White Sox. This uh, is George Bell, 1909 to 11, T206. Black Lennox back. This is from Ian Karras's collection. If you like low to mid grade tobacco cards with some of the tougher backs, this Huggins and Scott auction that starts July 26th is the auction for you because I know Ian sent in a bunch of them and like this one's a PSA 3. The Black Lennox back I think is the eighth hardest back. But you you have a, a lot of tobacco cards in this auction, don't you, Bill? Oh, yeah. I, and Ian supplied a bunch of them and then the Cracker Jacks and we got a bunch of candy cards and e-cards and I think even some Old judges and a few cabinet cards. So yeah, there's plenty of free, you know, tobacco stuff in this auction. For Must sure. be kind of fun to go through it and try to decide what it is that you're going to use to bring to the to put on display at the uh, national when you have those cases oh, set up. A, yeah, that's that's a two or three day process. Of <laughs> yeah, going yeah. Through everything. there's so much neat stuff. Boy. What's the most and difficult? Then and then there's cut. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, and as far as a lot of times we try and bring stuff that it may not be the most valuable thing, but it's got great displayability. Right, where it just looks cool, where it catches people eye, and they're like, "Hey, what's that? Yeah. Where, how do how do we get that?" Right. <laughs> I was curious, what's the hardest back to get on those tobacco cards? What's the most uh, rare backs? Well, the Ty Cobb, Ty Cobb back. Gotcha. Yeah. The Ty Cobb backs. Or, yeah, gotcha. and then the 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 Old Mill Southern Leagues Brown back. Then a Lennox Brown. See, a lot of these, like, there's different versions even of Lennox or Drum or whatever, right, where some right. of them it's different colors or they have different numbers on them, like a Broadleaf 350, a Drum 350, and there's different. So, but that's why I keep this rankings thing yeah, in, Andy, in my yep. book because, <laughs> I mean, they really, it's hard to keep track of it. But if you're ever out somewhere and you see one and it looks like an unusual back, Usually it's going to be it's worth cool. picking up. Yeah. Is it that they made less of those, or is it just that pe- more people threw those away and they're just no, they, enough in circulation? I think some of them, they hardly, like Ty Cobb, isn't there, wasn't there only one, Bill? Or, I mean, there's there's not many at all. Of the oh, tech. well, no, actually, there, there's, a, there's a few dozen of those out there. Oh, there, there are? But, okay. Uh, yeah, they and uh, somebody in the last, I think, three or four years found a group of five of them or six of them. Wow. Of and, Ty uh, Cobb backs? Yeah. Really? Wow. Now, and those were on all different guys? Oh, oh no. They, they they're were all only on, Cobbs. They're, and they're only the red portrait. Okay, I see. Wow. That's the only one I that, that that has surfaced so far is on the tight top back. It's just the red portrait, The you know. Yeah. I none didn't of the e- other three times. I didn't even know that there was that many of them. I thought there was one, maybe, you know, that couple of them, yeah, and right, that's it. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. When you think about it, that's rarer than the Honus Wagner card. So I don't, Oh, easily yeah. rarer than the Wagner, yeah. What do they figure for the Honus Wagner? Maybe 60 of them, something like that, 55, 60, somewhere? I think there's been close to that many that have been graded. Yeah, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, although, I, if somebody has one and it's not graded, they, they're they making a mistake because there are a lot of counterfeits and guys who've doctored up reprints to make them look old. I've had people over the years who've driven three, four hours to bring me a doctored-up Honus Wagner card, and then they tell me, oh, you're trying to steal this. I'm like, it says 
It almost says reprint on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You really there's some cards you yeah. just have to get graded, and that's one of them. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got a phone call. Lurch, is there somebody on the phone? Let's see if Lurch is away. <laughs> oh yeah, he's there. And look who's here. It's the Green Lantern. What's up, Lantern? What's there? What's going on there, Tommy? Hey, what's new? Hey, I got a... Wait, Lantern. Ooh, Rodney's are, here. Were you out he? with Rodney last night? You sound like you're a little bit, uh, like you might have been out late. Was it you and Rodney just going crazy? I, t- I tell you, Tom, my mother never loved me, you know? <laughs> she got morning sickness after I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys were out clearly. <laughs> uh, you know that Rodney. I mean, I can't go out with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he always seems to be there whenever you need him. <laughs> can't get rid of him. <laughs> So uh, you have a, a baseball signed? Yeah, by uh, it's all the big brave pitchers from like the ninety, you know, the eighties going into the nineties. Uh, Leo Mazzoni, the coach, is on the sweet spot. But then oh, I got Maddox, uh, Glavin, Schmoltz, Avery, and kind of wanted to know what the value might be, and if there's someone else I should add to that. Personally, I think it maybe would have been better if it was just the Hall of Famers, but I like having the pitching coach on there. I forgot about him. He was a pretty big-name pitching coach. Bill Huggins, what do you think? With Avery on there, is there anybody else he should add to it? Well, uh, didn't didn't Jim Abbott pitch for them? He did. He did? Yeah. I think so. He was Angels. He was with the White Sox for a while. I don't remember him with the Braves, but that's not who he was known for. I don't don't know that I would get that on there. I don't know. I'd probably leave that just the way it was. I I was thinking Danny Nagel. He was there for a little while. Mark yeah. Wallers was a big part of that bullpen, wasn't he, for a while? For a while. Closer, yeah. yeah. But... uh, I don't know. I I don't think those guys would help it that much. I'd probably leave it. I, I, I probably would have left it without Avery too. Avery was a big name for a while, but did he end up getting hurt, or he just never really clicked? I guess it seemed like he had a year or two that was good, and then he just kind of yeah, disappeared. He was the next yeah. thing, and then he kind of came up short. Yeah, got injured a little bit. I but think. what a, that um, trio! What yeah. a great and and there was just a Cub fan in just like the that the oh. fact that the Cubs let Maddox go and to get multiple like garbage guys instead it was like oh my god that was he tried to stay with the cubs he really tried hardest was willing to take less money actually was worth worse than the brock brolio deal as far as to let maddox go when you have that good of a guy that's the worst thing and and ernie brolio just passed passed away away this week yep that that trade was on the day you were born so that was that yeah 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 so a lantern to keep Rodney out of trouble and uh, <laughs> drive safely. All right, Tommy, okay. take care. Have a good one. Have you ever <laughs> seen a pitcher get more strikes called with a ball four or five inches outside like Glavin did? Oh, I know. <laughs> and there were certain umpires. Crazy. Like, they could have not gotten away with that with the way this new computerized yep. thing. They, yep. cause it, but, yeah, you're right. He lived outside There the was one zone. umpire especially that seemed, he called like, <laughs> yeah, seven inches outside. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could be standing on the plate and not have reached that's right, that one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already up to the first break here. The number's 312-332-3776. If you have an item you'd like us to talk about, try to give you an estimate of what it might sell for in a Huggins & Scott auction, or even if it's worth sending in for a Huggins & Scott auction, we can answer those questions. Tweet a picture of an item. T Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. 
And hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on till 8. We're going to be talking about the value of collectibles. Some are valuable, some aren't valuable, but we see them all. (laughs) (laughs) People call with a lot of things and, and bring in a lot of things, like the Triple Crown in Naperville. And I tweet pictures of some of them, and we talk about some of them on the show, including some of the things that have been sent to Huggins and Scott Auctions. For instance, in the July-August auction, bidding begins July 26th. There's a Lou Gehrig 1934 Gaudi, card number 37, graded PSA 5. Roberto Clemente, 1956 Tops card, number 33, PSA 7. And these are cool. Jackie Robinson, 1947 Bond Bread Rookie. This is the version, the Portrait Facsimile Auto, PSA 5.5. That's a good grade for that. What are there, Bill? I think there's maybe six or seven different Jackie Robinson uh, variations on that. I think there's about 12. Twelve that um, many of them. in that set, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Then and some of them are very, very hard to find. Yeah, so well, that'd be a neat to get all of those actually, if you could. So those I don't are know that I've ever seen all of them in one. Yeah, set. wouldn't that would be a great collection, Vince? That's something for you to work on. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the Huggins and Scott uh, website. This uh, Jimmy Brown, nineteen fifty eight tops football. Cello, that's a, cello pack. That's Jim a pack. Brown. Yeah, yeah, with Jim yep. Brown on the top. Yeah, and he's got his. Yeah, name. How, how long would that last at the Clemente house? It's there, opened right? already, Bill. <laughs> no Vince time. Would be like, is that thing wrapped? That's a, that can't stay that way. First, you'd have to figure out how to get into the holder. Once I'd, you got into the holder, the unwrapping that would be gone. I'd find a way. Up. I'd find yeah. a way. <laughs> now, I tweeted T Crown Tom is my Twitter ID on July fifteenth. Chase Daniel. They t- the Bears tweeted a video where the Madden ratings came out, and and the Bears <laughs> tweet, tweeted a video of Chase Daniel interviewing five or six of the Bears and saying, what do you think your rating is, <laughs> and what do you think then when they hear it? And like Akeem Hicks, is like, like he was ready to strangle somebody. It was really, <laughs> Chase Daniel was really good. Last year, he dressed up like a Bears fan in training camp, and was standing in the crowd and asking other Bears players. He, like, pulled a Bears hat down over his face, and he had a Bears jersey on, and he was asking other Bears players for autographs, and some of them were signing it. And then, like, Trubisky at the end was like, wait a minute. And then he, like, started laughing, you know. So Chase Daniel's really good. So I tweeted that he would be a natural in the Monday night football booth after he retires, and he actually responded to it. Here's what Chase said. He said, wouldn't hate this idea, just saying. Still have a lot left in me, though. Uh, so. There you go. There you go. But I think, I mean, when you look at how bad Witten was last year on it, yeah. I mean, I think you never know how a guy's actually going to be on something like yeah. that. I think Chase Daniel has a future in that. I He'd really be do. great at it, for sure. I, I think so. <laughs> so that was, I really wasn't expecting that response from him, but that was pretty interesting. So that's in his, possibly in his future plans. And in our future plans, we've got... Oh, it's time. Oh, here we go. 
The Price is Right tune. This is for which ended higher? I think I'm down four. Minus yeah. four to Eric. Does that sound right to you, Eric? Yeah, I think that's right. But you wanted to get like a gimme point for another question last yeah. week. And, and we you were overruled. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure that's what happened in reality, but You okay. were overruled, <laughs> sent to the corner. <laughs> By the way, my wife did get it right. She's only three down. So oh, she, yeah, she's leaving. Well, I'm confident. I don't want to put any pressure on you. I'm going to come back. Okay, these are three items that ended in the May Huggins and Scott auction. Now, here's a question for next week. Do we want to do three that ended in the May auction, or do we want to do a which is higher right in the middle of the auction? We can do it that way. That might be kind of fun. I think we've done it that way before. You can do it however you want to do it. Which is higher? Yeah, you're the you're the uh, host here. No. I think you're we the, might do You're that. the Trebekah of this situation. <laughs> so. think, or the Bob Barker, right. actually. Yeah, yeah. Is right. Yeah. Drew Carey. You know. Bob Barker doesn't still do that, does he? even still alive? No, he's still alive. He is alive, but it's Drew Carey now, yeah. Oh, Drew Carey. It's over man. 95, now, I think. Tom, Tom, you know, Tom, if it is which is higher, I think Vince has a computer in front of him. He can pick the one. And then bid on it while he's going on. And then it's There you go. I love yeah. that, but I wouldn't do it. No, we, we keep Vince off the computer while which is higher or which ended higher is going. Eric, we don't know what he's doing oh. over there. He could be on the computer. We, we don't know. I'm going to come back. I'm going to win fair and square. Okay, always. well, here's the three items. You can play along. Now, if there's anybody out there that thinks that they're leading both Vince and Eric, just let us know know if you've been playing every week but <laughs> i need receipts on that too you yeah, can't just yeah. Say. we yeah. want to hear recordings mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> first item 1986-87 fleer basketball complete set of 132 cards with a psa 9 mint 9 jordan rookie plus 11 stickers second item 1911 t205 gold borders Cy Young, PSA 5. And the third item, a rare 1940s Ty Cobb signed store model bat, also signed by Oscar Vitt. Do you want a background on Oscar Vitt? Before yeah, who's you Oscar pick? Vitt? Okay, he played third, second, and outfield for the Tigers from 1912 to 1918. And the Red Sox from 1919 to 21. So it was actually... A teammate of both Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth at different okay. times. I imagine there's not a lot of guys gotcha. that can say that. No power, four career homers in 1,065 games. Uh, so Did he, he do something he unique would, in his would, life that had no, him on this bad as something? Just, I think he probably was one of the few guys that was friends with Ty Cobb. <laughs> he you didn't know? have many at the time. <laughs> yeah, I know that. So, <laughs> so he got along apparently with Ty Cobb, but not that good of a player. So Probably not a big effect to that value. So well, the three items, the 86-7 Fleer basketball set with the PSA 9 Jordan, T205 Gold Borders Cy Young PSA 5, and a rare 1940s Ty Cobb. Signed store model bat, also signed by Oscar Vitt. So I'm going to go first as usual. I think you've kind of made this a little bit seemingly too easy but then i gotta think well are you doing that on head purpose games. or exactly the exactly games. there they go i think you do put some time into that but um <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead with what i think is uh, the most valuable the 1986-87 set okay basketball set with jordan and eric 
I think he was throwing this one in us just as like a, hey, Jordan, Chicago, <laughs> la, la. So I was thinking that'd be the most value, but I was avoiding that on purpose. I'm going to go with the 1911 Cy Young. Okay. okay. Interesting. And we have changed places this week. <laughs> Eric is completely wrong. Normally the spot that Vince is. Oh, wow. And Vince is right. Oh, wow. Vince got okay. it there right. Here we go. There we go. Okay, here's the prices. <laughs> the lowest price, the 1911 T205 Gold Border Cy Young, $4,700. So it's not chicken feed there. No, it's some sure. good money for that one. Second item, the rare 1940s Ty Cobb signed store model bat, $5,500. And the 8687, if if we had been paying attention through these that came through T Crown, and we have said this price before. I wasn't going to oh, say that. that. Sixty four hundred dollars okay. for that okay. set. Very yeah. nice. That was a great set. And by the way, the consigner was ecstatic with that. Oh. After he found out what it went for, he was very happy. Very nice. How yeah. does it feel to come in last, Eric, on this one? <laughs> I mean, second place is okay. Silver medal's fine. <laughs> I keep feeling the pressure. I'm coming after you. Vince, now he's only three down. With yep. how many weeks left? Probably 20. Or yeah, wait. got wait, some time. Probably 15 weeks yep. left. Yeah, we got so some time. There's time to make it up. Put that yeah. pressure on you, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I'm not, right. I'm not looking behind me right now. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, another item, I tweeted a picture of this. Ashley from Aurora stopped in, and this was really neat, but I think at most I'd probably be able to ask if I had this $100 maybe in the store, and I could see maybe getting 40 or $50 for it, but it's really neat. It was an album kind of like that album that they brought in from the early 1900s with you know the way it, it kind of looked. And you open it up, but what it was was newspaper newspaper clipping photos, mainly of the Cubs, some White Sox. I tweeted some of the pictures, just some great photos, but they weren't original photos. They were newspaper clippings. Ah. And so I could see a Cub fan wanting it maybe for their coffee table type thing where people can open it and be. But, Bill, don't you agree that... uh, Newspaper clippings and an old album, even though if they're from the 40s, not a whole lot of value to something like that? No, I think the value is into the, in the person who had the fun of putting that thing together yeah. over the years. Yes. That, that, and, and it's a cool <laughs> factor for, to that where when you look at it, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, they, look at these guys. And, you know, you see them, somebody in a goofy pose, they're right, celebrating right. something there. You know, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to yep. look at, but it just at this point anyway... You know, this isn't one of those things that has taken off in value. Will it ever? You never know for sure. Probably not, but you never know for sure. And Graham Elliott tweeted a picture. Here's Eric. Here's something. Maybe you can. uh, It's your turn to try to win back some pride from this. (laughs) Oh, wait, Eric. There's a (laughs) phone's ringing. I'll do my job first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he can listen to this. Graham Elliott tweeted. A picture of a Randy Poffo baseball card from the 70s, but it's not an actual baseball card. This was a remake from later on. Randy Poffo. Poffo. Randy Poffo. So why would this be something that anybody would care about, okay? Randy Poffo. Now, you think about that for a little. When Eric's done with the caller, I'll go on to another item, and, and we'll bring it back up again. Another item, okay, this is going to be a hint for why the Randy Poffo is 
there's a card that anybody would care about. The next item I was going to talk about after this, Andre the Giant, late 1980s signed wrestling broadside. This is in the Huggins and Scott auction bidding beginning July 26th. Okay, why would that have anything to do with Randy Poffo? Eric, do you have any idea? No, not at all. None. (laughs) (laughs) An Andre the Giant would have something to do with Randy Poffo. No, why is that tied in with Randy Poffo? Andre the Giant. Hmm. I Googled it, got it. Well, I I didn't Google anything, Eric, as usual. Um, Was Randy Poffo the the tallest um, baseball player ever? (laughs) No, that's a good guess. I'm trying here. That's a good guess. Thank you. Randy Poffo, I don't think ever made it to the major leagues, but he did make it as a big name in another sport. Ah, in wrestling? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him, Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, okay, gotcha. Did you know that one, Bill? Bill Huggins? Yeah, no, I I did not know that that was his real life. I had heard that before, but if somebody had just come up to me and said Randy Poffo, I'd have been like, where have I heard that before? Randy Poffo, okay. Yeah, but he he changed his name to Randy Macho Man Savage and ended up being big time. He died, I think, at the age of 59 in 2011 of a heart attack. A lot of those guys have heart problems, you know, they're... So big and getting and, thrown around the ring, yeah, and that, getting hit in the head with chairs, yeah, and probably, whether it's fake or not, probably not still, good you know. for a longer life. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of. I think he had a better he had a better career with the name Macho Man than he would have with Poffo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think Poffo popped it up a lot. I think he was a catcher actually was in the he? minor yeah. leagues, gotcha. but the card was kind of neat. Sure. I guess after he turned into Macho Man, somebody made a card of him. It wasn't there wasn't actually a tops card of him so so i was going to get to a call here but we're going to have to wait till after the break because there is a break coming up a couple other things uh in the huggins and scott auction a 1984 tops football unopened wax case of 20 boxes that stuff just does great uh nice 1971 tops baseball near set 724 of 752 all major stars are there it's clean this was brought in with some other stuff, but this is a lot all by itself. And I'm looking through it. I'm like, you know, 70. It's like, ooh, these are actually pretty nice. So that if you like that set and you like them in pretty good shape, that's a definitely a good one to pick up. Now it's time for a short break here. We're on till late, so hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to sports collecting with Tom Morgan. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Erica Strowski. We're on till 8, talking about the value of collectibles, things that people have brought into T-Crown, things that are in the Huggins and Scott auction. Bidding begins HugginsandScott.com on July 26th. You can go to the website, sign up this week, right, Bill, if somebody wants to see something in there they want to bid on, they can sign up with you guys over the phone. Oh, yeah, all the time. And actually, we've had people calling all week saying, I can't bid. Why can't I bid on this item? <laughs> the number at Huggins & Scott is 301-608-0355. I had a uh, uh, um, young lad and his mom come into Triple Crown fairly often, and Andrew is his name. And Andrew's mom had a picture on her phone yesterday 
of why she always tells Andrew, you don't leave your cards <laughs> laying around. And I, I tweeted it yesterday. There's a, it's kind of a, it's not a great picture. It didn't blow up that well, but it's their dog with a card in its mouth. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, if that was funny. your Joe Jackson card from 1915? So, yeah, don't leave those cards around. <laughs> Listen to Bill. He's like, oh, my God. Looks no. like a little poodle in the picture. Yeah, with, yeah uh, I think it is a poodle. Like, I'm not, yeah. Do you know who the player is? You know no, what the card was? No, and okay. I don't <laughs> think it was a very good one, gotcha. though. Andrew said it. He's like, oh, yeah, that was nothing. It was <laughs> I haven't heard the word lad referred to someone in at least three decades. Yeah, Where'd I, you come up with that? I Just don't know. You know, I was lad? struggling for <laughs> I was struggling, and, I, and lad <laughs> popped into my mind, so there it went. <laughs> I wonder if that click came uh, over. I <laughs> have to have a sound bite for that. Now, you know? another one through Twitter. Brian, I think this stuff, Bill, if you're interested, will be sent to Huggins and Scott for the October auction. He has, here's some of the things he has. He has a 1927 and a 1928 University of Illinois homecoming button. So one from each year. He has 1946 through 1997 Indy 500 yearbooks, a Rockford Peaches uh, program that looks like it's signed by a few of them. Is that type stuff like, for instance, those programs or those yearbooks for the Indy 500? I think you've run maybe a few of them before. Is that something you think you would want? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a nice one. Gosh, you've got to be, what, 50 years or something, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and he said he has more stuff, too, so... He'll be coming in in a couple of weeks, and I'll send in. I'll try to pick out some of the better. I always like going through that type sure, of stuff. Absolutely, eighties and nineties baseball cards, <laughs> not so much. I get like tons of calls on those. I can't go through everybody's stuff on that. They overproduce but, so but, much of that stuff. Yeah, they did, wow. and and you can, there is some of value, but you're going to have to figure that one out yourself. Get the good ones graded. Yep. Look them up on eBay or, or whatever. But if you go to tcrowntom.com, there's a Huggins and Scott auction page on my website. And there's pictures of some of the things that people have brought in that I sent in for the July, August Huggins and Scott auction. That's the type of stuff. There's a wide variety of stuff on there. And then some of the things that I tweet pictures of, uh, you know, if you see that stuff, those are the type of things that are worth bringing in that I I might be able to send to them, but but eighties and nineties, you know, baseball cards. That's that's not. There's so many of those. Yep. I, yeah, yep. I just can't. I just can't help people with those. I still have like eight million boxes <laughs> of that stuff in in my back room. If I really wanted I to do, do something, well. I would. Yep. So, <laughs> you're right, Alex from Buffalo Grove. So you have a bunch of eighties and nineties baseball cards. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Uh, I have those cards too, but I don't think there's any value in most of those. Yeah. Um, but uh, but my uh, my Cubs question is: uh, I've been collecting all of the the Cubs World Series players, their rookie cards, autographed. Most of them are patches, and most of them are numerical under twenty five. Ooh, that's a them, great collection. So I've got them back to John Lester, John Lackey. I've got all those players too from the early two thousands through Javi Baez and uh, Schwarber and all those guys. I'm just trying to figure out if I should break it apart or if I should sell it as a set. Well, do you have all of them, or are you missing anybody? I have everyone that had a rookie card created with an autograph. Wow! Wow! I I hate. I, I Bill might. I, I have a feeling Bill would say the opposite of this, but for me, you know, you've worked hard getting that as a set, and I'd I'd hate to see it broken up. But Bill 
you might think he might get more if he broke it up, correct? Well, I mean, at least how many of the cards in there, Alex, are, say, $200 or more? I mean, probably all the top players. I mean, I think Chapman's even rising right now, too. So. Yeah. And Chapman, Chapman's a one-of-one. One. Ooh, um, baby. So, I, I'd say I mean, if your goal is to up. make as much money as possible, breaking it up will do that. If, you're, if your goal is to keep this thing intact, then I, I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot less than you would breaking it up because, I mean, what you've got is a probably a one-of-a-kind collection. It is, and you know what? I, I, if, you, if you don't really need the money, that's such a long-term great thing to keep, Alex. If you're a big-time Cub fan, I mean, gosh. I know somebody who might buy yeah. that out of nowhere and just display it. Vince Clemente would be giving you an offer, yeah. Especially if you have any uh, any unopened oh. packs with it, then you know you could throw those in, and you got Vince all wrapped oh. up. I got I got so, so, so I was a ring bearer too. So I've got uh, I've got some unopened Ooh. stuff from that as well. Well, there you go, boy. Yeah. That would display really, really nice if it was all kept together somehow. I know so, there's 20-plus cards. But. Yeah. So are you actually thinking of actually selling it, or you just want to know if you did ever decide what the best way would be? I'm trying to figure out peak value. So, I mean, I I, I don't want to sell it, but I'm kind of curious if peak value is going to be now during a, a, a playoff run, or if I wait 10, 15 years, it's going to have more value. Well, then. are you planning on living to 100, Alex? Because probably <laughs> when you're like 99, that might be the peak of your <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> I mean, think I, about I, it. I that, think you're probably right. That was the year that they the, the curse ended, the 108 years or yep. whatever it ended up. I mean, there's always going to be such a huge demand for that stuff. I, I mean, I, I just don't see how the long term of that can't be really good. So, I mean, if it, unless you really need money, to me, I think you might regret selling it, and I would hang on to it as long as you can afford to hang on to it But if it you myself. are going to sell it, yeah, Vince I, Clemente, I know a few uh, people interested. <laughs> he's there. <laughs> Vince, you're basically there 24-7, right? Not you, me personally, yeah. but the company is open. And, <laughs> you're awake. You never yeah. sleep. You're there 24-7. <laughs> well, Alex, thanks for the call. That's really neat. How long do you think it took, like... How, what did you have to do to get all those? Did you buy them through eBay? Did you pull any of them from packs? How'd you get them? So I went through eBay starting in 2015 when I thought the team was going to turn it around a little oh, bit. Oh, nice. And so, I was, so I was able to get a lot of them before the value rose. And actually, I think I got all but one or two before they won the World Series. Nice. Wow, that now that is really thinking. Did you and were you pretty confident <laughs> that that it was going to happen that they were going to win it or were you just like this is just a good group of guys whether they win or not it's good to have. I didn't know if they would win 2016 but I felt like at some point in the dynasty yeah. era we, we we had a chance. So you think they're going to do it again? I think uh I don't know about this year but I'm hoping next year. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, if they make the playoffs, yep. pitchers get hot. You never know what can happen. But, uh, boy, the Dodgers are looking awfully tough, aren't they? They're, they're really gonna good. They're going to be tough to be. Yeah. It's their time, too. I think they're due to just kind of put it all together and win, win the World Series. Baseball's the hardest to predict, though, because just a couple of guys get hot in a short series, and you just Absolutely. never know. Yep. I mean, Momentum you, switches you real gotta quick. you got to just get into it, and then everybody really has a chance. Yep. It's pretty wide open. Okay, well, let's see. What are some other items that are in the Huggins and Scott auction? Bidding begins this Friday, July 26th. I can't believe it's here now. 
a 2001 SP Authentic Golf Unopened 12 Box Happy Hobby Case. Um, there's a nice lot of eight 1958 to 62 Heartland statues that came through T Crown. I've got a picture on the tcrowntom.com with. If you click on any of those pictures, it takes you right to the auction page. That's great. The Huggins and Scott auction Technology. Page. Yeah, it, it actually. Amazing. You know, I, it, it was one of those things that was a couple of months ago, and I was like, man, I've got so much nice stuff. i got to figure out if I can do this on this site or not. And it worked out pretty well. Yeah. It looks really good. I move things around on there <laughs> when I get stuff in. And, and it's actually. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But uh, these were nice, clean, and the group of them, it's. Includes Aaron Banks, Drysdale, Nellie Fox, Mantle, Mays, Spahn, Ted Williams. They had some good guys in that. Very nice. I always... uh, hey, Tom, speaking of Heartland statues, there's a lot in the auction that I have never seen before. It's the Heartland statue of Dick Grote, which is the toughest one yeah. because he was the... And it's also got the original box that came in Ooh. and the original tag that came with it. Oh, wow. wow. I, I, I've seen the statue in a tag. I've seen the box. I've seen the box and the statue, but I've never seen all three in one lot. Yeah. It's sort of the, the Honus Wagner of Heartland <laughs> Yeah, it nice. is. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty neat. I wonder what that'll... Now, like, starting with next week's show, what we're going to do is give updates of what some things are sure. going for. There will be a which is higher, <laughs> which, uh, you know, we'll pick out three items, <laughs> but we'll say what how things are going, because you never know. It's just like if you're watching something on eBay and sometimes something's low at the start and you're like, oh, well, that's not doing anything. And then they go up at the end. Sometimes there's early bidding that goes high. You just never know. But a lot of times, Bill, you get late bidding that keeps you up late, too. Oh, there's yeah, we're usually up till 2.30 in the morning at least. So. Yeah. And with this one, boy, with all this stuff. Now, does this end after you're back from... The national, yeah, oh, yeah. It does. Well, the national ends. The national ends on Sunday the fourth, and then our auction doesn't end until the Thursday the eighth. Okay, well that's good. So that gives you time to get back and. Uh, so people could register with you at the national for bidding on the auction as it's happening right then. Oh, and they do. Yeah, that's a awesome. lot of times people come up to me at shows when we're displaying stuff and go. How much is that? And I go, well, it's in our next auction. But this <laughs> at this show, we go, well, current bid is. 500 you want to be 550 and they go how do i do that and that's we great. sign them up right then and there that's yeah. awesome it's yeah, gonna be a fun show here's another item for sale bidding starts july 26th september 3rd 1934 ticket stub from babe ruth's last home run at yankee stadium homer number 707 and a psa 4 none have been graded higher than that with a 200 dollars minimum bid whenever you have a ticket stub or a scorecard, and there's some sort of historic event in it, it really helps the value of it. And it's always neat if you have a scorecard, if it was scored at the time, yeah. it just yep. adds to yep. the, the authenticity the cool of the nostalgia of it, of it the memory, yeah. the story. It, it really does. Yep. Uh-oh. You're right. Okay, John from Burbank. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. I got a Illinois license, family license plate, Chicago Cubs, that says no hit on it, autographed by Jake Arrieta. Any worth anything? So, okay, was this an actual license plate that somebody yeah. was using? Yeah. You were? Yes. Really? Oh, How'd you get cool. that license plate? They, the state offices, you can get the vanity plates through the state. 
Oh, and you got that one. It just seems like yeah. when you something like that, if I try to get it, it's always going to be gone. <laughs> and that's because yeah. John already got it. <laughs> that's pretty neat. Now, what do you think of something like that, Bill Huggins, a, a license plate signed by Arietta? Is that something that maybe has to be for sale in a Chicago-area card shop? Or do you think that's a Huggins and Scott item? I got, Gosh, I'd be willing to give it a try. I mean, it's... Certainly one of a kind. Yeah, pretty neat. He, that, that, yeah. he still has his attitude. What was it? I think it was Todd Frazier was mouthing off about something. And he but was. I'll and, hit you in the head or I'll throw yeah, you yeah, he, he head or something. Clearly not backing down. <laughs> <laughs> he was like ready to take him on, like, you know, you know like tear his head off, it yeah. sounded like. So yeah. I kind of I think they missed that a little bit on the team I think right so now. Too. Yeah. But that's neat, John. Have you had it right. authenticated already? No. Okay, but you, you got it signed in person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also the type of thing. You got it signed in person where you could always put it on eBay with a buy it now best offer and ask whatever price you want. And if you don't get it, then just keep it. You know what I mean? If it, if, if you think, uh, if I don't get at least $500, I'd rather keep this thing. Then And nobody else can say I had this signed in person. You can say that on like an eBay thing if that's what you wanted to do. All right, gentlemen, thanks. Okay, very cool. And That's he's cool got to stop taking my license plates, <laughs> the ones that I want. <laughs> but you're a White Sox fan. That's yeah, why you can't I know, get the I'm Cubs kidding. stuff. I'm I, kidding. I, I would, am, too. I wouldn't, have a, yeah, I wouldn't have a Cubs license I wanted to plate. give you a plausible excuse while they're not going to give you one. <laughs> well, we're already at the end of another show here, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that following our show, The Odds Couple... With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, the rebroadcast goes from 8 to 9. And then following that show, Murph and Fred are on. So there's no reason to ever change the channel right. on a Saturday. Right. There's good programming through. Jonathan Hood's always on on Saturday afternoons, it seems like. Every time I'm in the car driving home from T-Crown, it seems like he's on. So there's a, no reason to ever change the channel. And then you can go to HugginsAndScott.com. Auction bidding begins July 26th for their July-August auction. There is a ton of stuff. You can search by category. You can just type in things and, and search certain items. And Vince Clemente, ERCdelivery.com. You can check out Vince there. Living the dream. Living the dream, <laughs> ERC, 24-7 on-demand delivery. I'm Tom Morgan. I'm at Triple Crown in Naperville six days a week. You can call if you have an item you think might be worth bringing in and i'll talk to you about it and tweet it so have a great week everybody thanks for listening